we're live. <laughs> I hope you leave that in there. <laughs> what is up, Bulldog fans? Matty Light just burped. It is officially game week, and I'm talking week one, not the uh, not the teaser week zero. Uh, coming off week zero, though, quick recap. The SEC is is 1-0. Uh, the Doors got a huge 35-28 uh, to 28 victory over the Flying Hawaiians. Um, in other news, USC and Lincoln Riley's defense still looks garbage. Look th- for them to miss the playoffs yet again. And uh, Sam Hartman and Notre Dame look pretty serious. But moving on for that, man, it is game week. We're going to start out with our in-state rivals, the Ole Miss Rebels, and then we're going to hit all MSU football the rest of the way. Um, probably just going to hop straight into Ole Miss's schedule and then just talk about a little of their question marks and uh, and kind of just kind of going from there. So how you feeling, Matt? I'm feeling good, and I'm really feeling good about the fact that if the college football playoffs was held today, Vanderbilt would be in. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about football season. Um, you know, living here in Oxford, uh, I'm in an SEC town, so a lot of these games that we're going to be talking about right now, uh, I'm going to be able to hopefully catch a few of them. We'll see about you know on call work schedule, but. Uh, uh, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm excited about our team. I'm excited about everything this year, and uh, let it, I'm ready to get the ball rolling. I'm Are tired, you going to be in Oxford this weekend? Uh, I will be. Yes, I'll be in Oxford because I, I just I rotate back on tomorrow, so I'll actually be uh, in Oxford for the next three games. So I'll be here oh, for okay. Mercer, so Tulane, and Georgia Tech. You're not going uh, to the game, are you? Um, this, you know, it it kind of depends. I may uh, end up catching some of the games depending on uh my other um my other buddy that flies opposite of me so when i'm on he's off uh mm-hmm. he's kind of in the know so uh he may like if he doesn't see anything coming down the pipe uh he may let me know and i may try to catch some of it you know of course i still can't drink or anything but i could go hang out and you know maybe watch some football so uh we'll we'll play it by ear but we'll see what yeah it, it, you know uh <laughs> you know talking about that uh just rolling right into it you know they got mercer this weekend um i know kiffin got to pick this game time because it is the espn plus game and so everybody gets one espn plus game a year for football and you get to pick the game time since it's not in a tv directory it's just streamed why would you pick 1 p.m for the hottest game of the year yeah that's that's an interesting pick i see i never knew that about the espn uh plus or espn whatever uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that the coaches got to pick the game times themselves. That's interesting. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's the whole administration. But I would think that the yeah. AD and Kiffin were probably the only two that really, you know, voted on that. Yeah, for your first game of the year, uh, it being as hot as it is in Mississippi these last couple of weeks, uh, and you know, it being the first game of the year, I feel like uh, one o'clock is uh, that's a tough game time, really, uh, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know why you'd pick that. It sounds kind of retarded to me. Yeah, I'd either pick like 11 a.m. just to get it over with, or like push it all the way to like 6:30. Yeah, if you could no push between. it to 6:30. Yeah, that's what yeah. I do. Um, but from what I know about that that game on everybody's schedule is they they can pick because it's not competing with against other slots, like yeah. with other channels on actual TV. Uh, so from what I know, that's how that works. Um, anyway, uh, gonna mark them down at one and zero there, I guess. Yeah, I would assume. Uh, but then one of the most interesting out-of-conference games probably of the year for any team, they go to Tulane in, in Nolens, a Tulane team that was like 11-2 and last year, beat USC that I just mentioned in uh, the Sugar Bowl, I believe. 
this is going to be such an interesting test. Yeah, you know, definitely. we're we're Monday of game week, and I feel like it's going to be dark. But Kiffin still hasn't named a starting QB. He went and got two really good QBs out of the portal for like seemingly, I mean, no reason. I mean, Dart isn't, you know, Caleb Williams, but I thought he was serviceable last year. I thought he was solid. Yeah. Yeah, they played uh, good against especially with the back he has behind him, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. He moved the exactly. ball when he had to uh, most of the time. Um, you know, he got in a little trouble when he was when the run was taken away from him. He got in a little bit of trouble, but that didn't happen to them most of the season until like the last couple of games, really. Yeah. So, and it know. was his first season as a full time starter. He was a true yeah. sophomore coming in to be a true junior this year. You would think he could only he would only get better. I don't know what Kiffin's mindset was there. Yeah, how many quarterbacks do they have now? Like 20, 23? They've got a lot, but they've got three that are all like starting material. Spencer Sanders coming from Oklahoma State, he'd been the starter there like four years. Basically just committed like career suicide. There was no reason for him to come here. It, it made no sense. Um, and the fact that they like haven't named a starter. So like, you know, who who is the leader in that locker room? You know, it's not like a situation at Alabama where none of those guys have played significant staffs. You know, you have a a full year starter, and then you go get two guys to push him, and then you don't have a leader through the entire time. I mean, that I don't know that that's a bad look to me. If I was the player, you know, I understand recruiting over guys, but like going and getting guys out of the portal to immediately possibly take your job when you were just a starter did, in my opinion, pretty fair. That would piss me off. Yeah. But, you know, that's just me. Um, how do you feel about this game, man? I mean, I mean I'd, I'd probably subtly re- lean Ole Miss right now because I think Tulane lost some stuff from a year ago, but they still got their QB. Yeah. But I it's mean, it's on the road, and it's early. It's a 230 yeah. kickoff. It's just a, such a weird game. It is. That's what I was thinking. I mean, Tulane comes into the year ranked, right? Uh, 24 is where they're, they're Yeah, I think right they're now. in the back 20s in yeah. the AP. Uh, where I'm showing here on the, uh, I guess this is the SEC website I'm on, just looking at the schedule, showing them at 24 right now. Uh, coming in with, like you said, 230 game. It's in New Orleans. You know it's going to be extremely hot and humid oh, down there. Um and, you know, Kiffin last year um, started out the year pretty hot. I'll give him that. You know, like they, they started the year hot and then, you know, they ran into a bunch of stuff down the stretch with a lot of question marks surrounding him and a lot of controversy and, and stuff like that. I feel like he kind of lost some of the team there. And I'm interested to see if starting this year, if some of the if all that team is going to be back behind him or if some of it's still fragmented. I don't know. Um, and, you know, this coming into a hostile environment down in New Orleans, early game, it's weird. And a team that, it like you said, I, I still kind of lean Ole Miss on this game. But, you know, crazier things have happened in college football. So, you know, uh, it, it, it's definitely going to be one that I'll be watching. Yeah, so, like, comparing to last year, you know, like you said, they got off hot. But they haven't won, they haven't won a game since last October. So they started off 7-0. But let's let's listen and compare the the differences. Okay, they played Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa. They didn't score in the second half of that Tulsa game. They only won by eight. yeah, that's right. I they got that. they played Kentucky at home, beat them by three. That was a, a Kentucky team that was ranked number seven at the time. They ended up finishing seven and five. And yes, I do realize they beat us, but they beat us in Lexington. That's just how it goes. You know, they they had a, a weird game versus 
Vanderbilt, and then they beat Auburn. And then they went to Baton Rouge, and they got up 17-0, to zero, I believe. And then they got outscored 45-3. to three. Yeah. Just completely fell apart. They went to College Station, win by three points the next week, and then they never won again. Lost to Bama, lost to Arkansas, lost to State in the Egg Bowl, and then they they gave up 42 points to Texas Tech uh, in their bowl game. You know, and all of that stuff was going on uh, pretty much by the time that the Arkansas week came around. I know I said it. I thought he was all but gone. I thought it was a done deal. Um, and I think it really was a done deal. I think the Hugh Freeze thing was just a last-second uh, phone call that changed everything. But comparing that to the schedule this year, you know, 2-2 two, two lane, that, that game I think is tougher than any of the games they had in their first seven last year. Yeah. Um, so you're saying that's, like, tougher than uh, that Auburn Kentucky. game? And Kentucky. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 And Kentucky. I, I really Kentucky was at home. I forgot about that. And yeah. it, it and, and I remember won. watching that game and it didn't look like either of those teams played very well and Ole Miss just no, they won both it. Look trash. Yeah. They both look trash. Ole Miss won. But yeah, this, I this got schedule is so robotic loaded. That, my my new robotic vacuum just opened my door. I don't I hope you can't hear that. But all right. No, you're yeah. all good. Yeah. yeah. So like they get Mercer at Tulane and then at Georgia Tech. I mean or excuse me, Georgia Tech at home. Georgia Tech's still not good. Um but if they don't take care of Tulane, they could realistically start the season two and three. Did did they start seven and zero last year? Is that correct? Yes. Or was it six? Yes. And 0? Okay. Well, Still I can tell you, I'm looking at Mercer, Tulane, Georgia Tech, Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, and then Auburn. They're not starting anywhere near six and zero or seven and zero this year as they did last year. There's just not a shot in my mind. No. But for the sake of the conversation, we'll go through it. How do you? How do you? As of right now, you and I both posted our pick 'em. Yeah. Did you pick to uh, you picked no, them to I, be Tulane? Though. Yeah, I picked Ole Miss to win this okay. this Tulane game. Yeah, right now I would probably take them by seven points, but I think it'll be a very very good game. So we'll roll on. We'll say uh, uh, versus Georgia Tech. I think they handled them fine, three and zero. Go to Bama. Don't see it happening, man. Just not yeah. not in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I know I know they usually play Bama pretty well, um, and maybe. They can catch Bama with some QB changing going around. They still haven't named a starter either. But just, either way, uh, I think the defense will actually be good for Bama this year. Don't see it happening. Maybe Pete Golden will have something to prove and, like, know Bama's roster really well. It'll probably still be an interesting game. Just don't see it happening. Then they – so, you know, that we're saying three and one. Then they get LSU at home. Thoughts? LSU at home um... – I I picked I picked LSU to win this one. Um, I think that this early in the season, I just I I mean, let's let's be real here. Uh, Vaught Hemingway Stadium is not a scary place to play, uh, especially when you play in Death Valley every day. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think LSU is going to come in there with a really away disadvantage by any means, um, and I just I. I think a lot of this, a lot of this hinges on LSU's earlier games, uh, Florida State uh, and us, uh, mm-hmm. the two big ones that jump out at me. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think that, I mean, if if LSU looks anything like they did last year, I think LSU wins this game uh, because I mean, LSU did nothing but to me improve last year until the very end, and they kind of fell off right at the end. But 
I mean, they just got better and better every game, it seemed like. And I, I feel like with Jaden Daniels, he's back there. He's he he knows what he's doing. He's he's a veteran now. I'm, I mean, I don't I don't think Ole Miss wins that game even at home. Not yeah. Not, not I, I mean, mind. you know, I don't think LSU is going to win a national title. But the, I mean, I have no reason to believe that Ole Miss or excuse me, that LSU will necessarily regress from a year ago. You know that yeah. they they were the best in the West at the time, but it was a weird year in the West. I think their record is going to be more indicative at the end of the year of how everybody else has improved or not improved, similar to the way that I think we will be. I think is going. To, I think our record is going to be more of a reflection of a not having Georgia on the schedule, and b how how much better did Auburn get? How much better did A and M get? How much better did Arkansas get? Right. So, you know, we're looking – okay, so in 21, Ole Miss won the game. That was their best – Ole Miss's best team of all time was in, in 21. Um, the last time they beat them in Oxford before that was 2015. Well, they also beat Bama that year. I mean, they, they just – first of all, side note, this is not a rivalry game. <laughs> I just don't know – where to go with this but as of right now i think there may be a little let down after going to bama and losing again you know kiffin's gonna like take that personally yeah i, I just gotta lean lsu right now that, that's the way i did it in my pick them three and two to start the year yeah Mark, come I, I feel like going to alabama you lose that one you get mm-hmm. lsu the next week i, I feel like mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to jump back on lsu after that Bama loss, but now you lose to Alabama, LSU. Say you win the first three, so you're three and two mm-hmm. after week five. Then you get Arkansas at home, and then you go to Auburn. Depending on how how much Auburn improved this over this last year, I think those two games are going to be very uh, interesting games to watch for these Ole Miss Rebels because I feel like those two games more so than the Alabama and the LSU game are going to kind of determine how the rest of their season is going to play out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, this Arkansas game is always like one of the craziest games of the year. Um, I, I think that they split this pair. I think Arkansas is better than Auburn, but Arkansas, they get it home. Uh, I, I'm not going to just stay undecided. I, I guess I I will pick. I mean, I really think they split the pair, but I'm gonna, I'm going to say right now they beat Arkansas and lose to Auburn. I think that's what I have in my pick'em as well. I think I had them winning at Ar- or winning with Arkansas at home and then losing on the road to Auburn. I believe that's exactly what I had. Okay, gotcha. So that'd be four and three. Then they get Vandy at home in their permanent crossover game. Must be nice. Yeah, five and three. Then they get Oxford, or excuse me, they get A and M coming to Oxford. Where do you lean? I think I picked A and M in this game. I'd have to go back and look, but I'm almost eighty percent sure. 80% sure I picked A&M in this game. I, I feel like A&M is going to improve from last year, and I don't know. I, I feel like if if A&M is going to – if Jimbo has any sense of keeping his job in the next year or two, then he needs to have a good year, and I, I feel like he has to win this game at Ole Miss is, is one of the big ones to I, – I feel like – I feel like – a&M is going to come into that game with a chip on their shoulder 
for some reason. That's just how it, I got kind of how it feels to me. <clears throat> okay, you're rolling Aggies. I'm rolling Rebs. Uh, Ole Miss has played A and M pretty well, similar to we have, not as as dominant, but pretty well. I think this is the point in the year where A and M already knows that they're like not they're not going to win the West. Uh, Jimbo's starting to sweat. I've gotten different opinions on what would actually get him fired this year. I think if he goes eight and four, he's safe. They're saying seven and five or worse, probably not. Um, so he may be starting to sweat because of what I remember about AM's schedule, it, it gets it's rough. Like after week five, it's rough. Yeah. I think Ole Miss wins this game. So okay. they're at six and three. LOL. Man, they man, go to Georgia. Wouldn't this wouldn't this be the just perfect storm if if Texas A and M or like Jimbo needs to win two or three games down this last four game stretch to get to his, you know, win total where he feels safe as a coach this year. Mm-hmm. And this is also the time where a bunch of rumors about Lane leaving Lane, are starting to yeah. swirl at the same time. And I, then you've got I these two teams coming too. into this game. That would be hilarious. I feel where like one's like fighting for his life for his job. And the other one is like, trying to hold the team together for jobs yeah <laughs> but and just like yeah uh yeah so six and three in my opinion you think five and four go to georgia um yeah they're losing that one yeah they're 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 losing that one um not to say they can't give them a good game but uh not happening so six and four in my opinion uh wait yeah yeah that's right ulm will be seven their seventh one for me. Um, I'm assuming you feel pretty safe about that. Uh, and then we've got in Starkville, which is like not even really worth talking about right now because it's so crazy. The only thing I will say about the way the schedule breaks down versus ours is they get ULM right before the egg on a short, which is a short week. And we got Southern Miss. Now, Southern Miss isn't Alabama, but uh, they're better. Like I think it'll it'll be a decent game they're like better they're, and they're also an in-state school that are gonna play us pretty hard they're gonna they, yeah. i mean that is a big game for southern miss so yeah. and, and we'll and we'll get there in a bit but like will rogers brother plays for southern and like he may have been stealing rogers playbook like over the summer so we don't really know oh, uh they can have some insider deals going there but maybe rogers took their playbook so uh anyway we'll see well uh we'll, we'll see after that so i'm i'm saying I, i'll put eight and four on my pick them in here my gut kind of said seven and five um i guess depending on how you feel about the egg you're saying seven and five yeah or six and six um i feel like they're better than six and six but when i look at all these games i don't know it's a tough schedule, man. Yeah, you got is. probably no, one of the hardest not like non-power five teams on your schedule on the road. And then you have at Georgia. And at Alabama. And then yeah, like your road game is at Bama, you know. At Auburn, just, which is not a wasn't it, a very good team they, last year. We'll probably be better no, this they, year, but they Auburn never, is a they hard... never play them well. But yeah, I think they they've don't won two of the last ten. They do not play Auburn well, and also Auburn is not an easy place to play. I think it's a very no, it's un, um, untalked about uh, atmosphere over there. So, you know, it's not an easy you, place to walk. You know, in. and we talked about this when we were doing Auburn's schedule. Like, I think Hugh Freeze is going to take that game so personal. Oh, yeah, he will. Like, I know he played him with, when he was at Liberty, but, like, it's going to be different. When he's getting to host it and he's back in the SEC, like, 
Oh yeah, it, it's going to be different. I honestly just think Kiffin's going to be like whatever. Like I, he, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But maybe Kiffin gets real mad if there's like some beef over the job. Like, hey, the job, and then you backed out last second and went and got Hugh Freeze. Like I'm going to go down there and drop fifty on you. Who knows? I mean, all eyes are going to be on that game. I'm 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 pumped for that one. I got it circled. Yeah. So that being said, last question: uh, Who's your starting QB this week for Ole Miss? I got to go with Dart. I'm I'm on the okay. same thing. I mean, everything that I've seen from I mean, he has the the experience from last year, and I like you said, uh, it didn't like he didn't jump out to me as like, oh, they need a new quarterback. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. there were some other things going on, but it wasn't. I don't think it was all Dart Dart's fault. So I, I I think he gets the starting job, and I still don't understand why they recruited so many quarterbacks behind him. But whatever. Yeah, I'm with you. Very strange situation. Very interesting team. Uh, I think a moderately low floor and a decently high ceiling team. I don't know. Kiffin's just one of those coaches like I feel is consistent. Like they're not going to be bad, but I don't. There's something about like the defense always makes me think they're not going to be good. And 2021 was like the exception. So moving on from them, uh, it's game week. We're finally here. We made it. This is Talking Dogs podcast, and we're going to talk some dogs. So, got to ride with your dogs. You got to ride with the dogs. Um, starting off the rip here, I, I sent you a copy of the depth chart. Don't know if you got to review it earlier. Not as much. Uh, I, I did look through it when I saw it on Twitter earlier, but um, mm-hmm. not as much. Kind of been busy this weekend, but I've got it in front of me now. Yeah. Any any names or surprises uh, on either side of the ball for you, or you know? Even special teams. Um, let's see. Yeah, so, I mean, the only two quarterbacks listed here are Rogers, of course, and Wright. I feel like, uh, I mean, are we going to be doing a bunch of, like, um, what's the uh, formation? Wildcat? Yeah, Wildcat. That's what I was thinking of. Are we going to have some Wildcat plays in there this year? Because I feel like that's definitely Mike Wright's getting some doing. packages. I yeah. don't know how many, and I don't know if if it'll be wildcat per se. Um, I think it's it may be more like pistol or just something like run heavy, or maybe it's some option stuff. That's where I think he's the dangerous is running like read option stuff. Yeah. Um, you know he he was able to win two SEC games for for Vanderbilt last year, so he's certainly capable. Even though even if he's not as accurate as Rogers. Uh, but I do. I expect him to get like some goal line snaps, uh, some third and fourth and short snaps. Um, even if, I mean, even if it's obvious, I mean, he is so fast. Yeah. Like he literally looks like a gazelle when he runs. Um, the another one. Um, I'm looking at a uh, wide receiver here, um, and uh-huh. Jordan. Uh, Jordan Mosley, 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 yeah. yeah, Mosley. Did we see much of him last year? I don't remember seeing. Not much really, of him last not year. really. He he's the one. He transferred from uh, Northwestern two off seasons ago, or I guess not. So like the summer before this summer. So like going into last year, like he was on the gotcha. roster. I want. I don't. I don't think he played, but like maybe four games. Um, what he's a redshirt sophomore right now. He was a four-star in high school. Uh, I just think it is one of those things where he decided to stick around instead of hitting the portal again and having to sit out a year. Like, yeah, like he had 
43 yards last year. Uh, but his his high school, you know, profile would indicate that he is talented. Um, he was just buried in a very deep wide receiver room. So uh, that that is an interesting one. Um, having uh, Creed Whitmore as a freshman behind Tulu in the slot. I've heard good things about him in practice. Uh, Xavion Thomas, and now this is on paper, but Xavion Thomas listed to start over Jaden Wally. I don't say it shocks me, but it surprises me a little. And then the Georgia transfer, Ryland Goad, is listed as a starting tie in, even though it's an or. Um, the biggest one to me is Seth Davis, the, Seth Davis, the true freshman, uh, who's 5'7", is uh, the second running back on, on the depth chart. Yeah, that's what I was looking at, too, because, uh, like, I knew Simeon Price uh, and then, of mm-hmm. course, Marks. But I didn't know much about Seth Davis, and he's 5'7", 185. It kind of reminded me of uh, Holloway, almost. Yeah, I um, think he he probably weighs a little more than Holloway, but he's probably actually a little shorter. Like, he, yeah. he, may, he may be like Deuce Vaughn-esque, uh, which, w- which would be kind of a good mix-up. He's very balanced. Simeon Price is a little bigger. And I think Davis could be like your scat back. Yeah. But like er- everything that I've been hearing is like this dude is just like blown up in the last month. And that means that the transfer from Penn State, who has had like a thousand yards rushing over the last two years, is not even listed on the depth chart right now. Mm. So I feel as good about our running back room as I do about any position on the roster, just to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Because, I mean, we know uh, what we're getting out of Marks. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you, um, for yeah. sure. And then also, uh, we got the Kyle kid kicking for us this year. True freshman. That's interesting. Because yeah, so our we boy, got our boy, uh, Mike, who shouts us out all the time. He's, yeah. Uh, true freshman. Um, well, I think it's his, his kid or stepkid or whatever. Yeah, stepdad. Uh, is uh, is listed right now as the, the starting kicker, and that's over um a, a senior kicker that that we got out of the portal that was at ucla ucla that hit like 80 plus pats last year or the last couple of years well he was so, like you said he was like 81 of 82 right so like he yeah i think one. he had missed like one in the last two years i mean that's was, those are pretty good stats yeah, so i mean they must, this cow kid must have a pretty good leg then so i'm interested to see that because uh, it's nice to have a little faith in the kicking room because that's a part of mississippi state football that i have not had faith in in a while yeah, it has been a while. It's been um, since like I don't know, 2015 or something. Um, and kind of looking at the punting, our Charling putter is a freshman Australian. You know and how the name Australians is are. super Aussie, six three, two hundred pounder, Keelan Crimmins. Yeah, it doesn't even say a city. It literally just says Australia, Australia. So that's in high school, Australia. <laughs> so that's fine. But uh, yeah, Aussie punters usually have good, just good careers in college football overall, especially if they're at LSU. Um, looking at the defense, anything, uh, anything shocking to you? Anything questioning uh, or that stands out to you? Just uh, some new names in the secondary uh, that I don't know yeah. uh, that I don't recognize. Um, but other than that, you know, looking at. You know the front seven's looking about what I what I assumed it would. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just just some new guys in the secondary that I don't quite know, and you know, I'm sure you probably have a better grasp of who they are and where they come from than I do. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
on the portal side, I would. Um, so Ferge, I mean, he's been here. He's he's just kind of got buried the last couple of years behind, obviously, um, freaking Forbes and Decam, and now and now it's kind of his time. Uh, Nicholson is a portal guy. Uh, he was the number one JUCO guy, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Banks is now at safety. He was, you know, he scored the last touchdown of the year last year. He's the Bama guy. Hunter Washington is, I want to say, yeah, he's the Florida State guy. Jordan Morant is the Michigan guy. So there, the, the safety room is super loaded at that transfers. Isaac Smith, the freshman who we got from the flip from LSU on signing day. Um, he's listed behind Sean Preston at safety. Uh, I'm looking at the twos on like guys I don't know. And Nick Mitchell is a guy that I don't know anything about. And he's, he's behind jet and granted jet plays like every snap, but knocking on wood right now, you're always a snap away from, from something happening. Let me look at this guy's profile. He committed in 2021. 6'2", 2'30". He's got the same stats that Jed Johnson does. Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know anything about this guy. I, I mean, has, has he has he been here the whole time? Or Yeah, it, I mean, it says he signed on December 2020. So I guess this is a guy that maybe came in, wrote it out, and just – decided to develop which is admirable and rare in, in this day and age so there's a little tidbit there um gonna be nice to have crummy back at defensive tackle uh so we got pickering at nose guard uh demonte russell which was to be expected to end give me give me I'll, one second my vacuum is in my room and i can see it activating the mic i'm gonna throw it outside real quick <laughs> throw it. i can't hear it but yeah throw it okay fun. Just to continue, keep talking. Bryce Pollock is listed behind Decam. No, it's good. I like that it's actually doing it. But... All right, excuse me. I am back. The vacuum has been vanquished. No worries, brother. All right, so yeah, we got another. Uh, we got another freshman behind. Uh, Decam at the CB1 spot, and he he was a four star. So yeah, interesting stuff here. Um, moving on, just outside of the roster as a whole, like, and this is going to be obvious for most people that follow our roster. But like, what's your biggest concern? Um, if you had to pick one spot, I, I think it would be our our secondary would be the biggest concern for me right now. Um, secondary or not really anything on the offense as much like you were saying. I got a lot of faith in our running back room. I think we've got some really talented receivers out there. Um, we've got a veteran quarterback that knows knows these guys, you know, other than changing the offense this year. But, you know, I think a lot of people are putting a lot of – too much – stock in the fact that we're changing offenses this year because we're going from the air raid back to a more traditional offense, which I really don't think if you've ran the air raid for three years, like Rogers has, I really don't think it's going to be a huge stepping stone for him to come back into a more traditional role. I I really don't think it's going to be that big of a deal for him to do. So I, I don't really have too many question marks there other than, 
what does it look like? Uh, you know, because we've been on the Joe Moorhead, uh, Dan Mullen, you know, quarterback running the ball like Mike Wright would be, and then you know, mm-hmm. run run the ball first, pass later, and then we had nothing but pass for the last three years. So I I don't know. I'm interested to see if you know how well we spread the ball out this year, I guess, um, and how we do that effectively. But I, I think it can be done with the offensive weapons that we have. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And another thing in the last, like, I don't know, a couple of months of the off season when they're doing preseason previews, like the media and stuff, there was all these like, Oh, they lost all these receivers. Well, no shit. We went, transferred from the air raid back to pro style. We had, 14 receivers on the roster last year we had to lose some okay do i want do i wish Ra Ra thomas was still here yes do i wish you know um rufus harvey didn't have the condition that he had and couldn't didn't get uh medically you know carded by our staff yeah but there you know that there's nothing you can do about that um you know outside of Ra Ra and rufus who rufus we couldn't even control you know, we, I mean, it is what it is. We, I still feel like we have more talent at receiver than most teams in the conference. I mean, I don't think we have more talent than Georgia or Bama or, you know, even Tennessee, but I feel like we're in the top half. And historically for Mississippi State, that's pretty good. You know, receiver's always been the position where we're like, we had one guy that was solid and then everybody else was like, eh. And then the air raid came along and then we were, maybe didn't ever have that like, insane NFL guy, even though Raw Raw could have been that. Make I poke, make I polk had like a hundred catches. He somehow still didn't get drafted. But there's still a lot of a lot of talent on the on the roster at the receiver position and I'm not worried about that at all. Right. Um that being said, just from an opinion standpoint, I think everybody would say, yeah, Tulu is going to be the centerpiece of the receiving core in the offense, who do you see being like the wide receiver two or like the second best wide receiver catches wise, yards wise, TD wise, just all around. Hmm. I mean, I, I've always liked Wally ever since mm-hmm. that egg bowl a couple of years ago. He's always been kind of like the guy that I have a soft spot for. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's <clears throat> could be Wally and it, and it could be, um, Xavion Thomas, even though, you know, we didn't really think he would be over, uh, over Wally in that, in that one position, but I don't know who, who knows really. Um, but I, I feel like Will is going to get Wally the ball a little bit more this year than he has in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. They know each other real well. Uh, you know, it's such a weird situation with Wally. He was a freshman All-American, had like 750 yards his rookie year or freshman year, and that was in 2020 on a shortened all-SEC schedule. Um, and then just like since then, he just, I mean, Makai came in the next year and was the number one guy. Last year, I thought he was going to be more productive um, and just kind of got lost in the fold, but we all know how how Leach was on the receiver and Spurrier Jr. on the receivers and like the rotation is like, if you practice good that week, you were going to get playing time. Right. And it seemed like he was always on the field. It just never seemed like he was getting the targets. Yeah. Um, And I wish they recorded, or I wish I had access to 
to recorded targets last year uh, because I feel like when he was targeted, he, he was catching the ball and they had a good connection. Just, I don't know, very weird thing. Um, Tulu, I mean, obviously that's his number one. I, I think uh, I think Xavion is a safe second option you got there. I think people aren't talking about Justin Robertson enough, though. Uh, you know, he's a guy that, that came from Georgia last year, was solid, about it, the same production as Wally. Um, and is going to be starting at the at the X. That that's that's kind of my pick. I think he's going to. You know, we didn't really talk about Caleb Caleb Ducking because he graduated, but Ducking had eight touchdowns last year. Uh, and those those tutties got to go somewhere. I know we're not air raid, but those tutties got to go somewhere. So that's that's my pick. Moving on from receivers to the QB spot, not much to talk about other than records. And I sent you the all time passing list for the SEC. Yep, I'm looking at it. Uh, he is currently number eight. Um, should break Danny Warfels for number seven in the first game. Uh, he needs, I think, what is that, like 2,700 and some change to beat out Aaron Murray for number one all time. I wrote down my over-under for 3,000 because I feel like that's a more accurate number. But, like, do you think he gets this record this year? Ask me again after the first game. Okay. <laughs> I mean, our running yeah. back room is so much better, and I really just don't know how much Arnett is going to air the ball out. But I would like to see him make a run at it. Like, you know, give him a chance. Um, yeah, like you said, it's like 2,700 and some change. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could definitely be done. So we'll see. But I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like it may he may come up a little bit short on that, on the, on the all-time record. Uh, just because of the way I feel like Arnett might run the offense, but we'll see. Okay, it was a little less than I thought. I was doing a just quick uh, scramble. It's twenty four seventy seven, so he needs twenty four seventy eight to break it. I think he hits that twenty four seventy eight. Yeah, that's definitely a doable number in my mind. I think he. Um, may, I think he may get there then. Yeah, so that's a that's a little over two hundred and six yards a game, just over twelve games. Yeah. I mean, there there will be some games where he probably throws under 200 when we go run heavy, but like I I see him averaging 250 a game ish. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, well that kind of answers my over under question on that. Um. I have another over under, and it's it's all purpose yards for Woody. Do you think he breaks a thousand all purpose this year? I think he will. Uh, in the, in the, I mean, as, that, you know, as long as he stays healthy, um, but yeah. in, in the way that I feel like we're going to run this offense this year. Yeah. I think, I think Woody will hit that thousand mark. Yeah. I think it's going to be really close. Like I could see it between 900 and a thousand. Uh, he had 870 last year, but Dylan Johnson was on the roster last year and they kind of, you know, Woody had more, I think like 20 more, but they were essentially splitting carries. It was 113 to 89. Uh, and they both had 48 receptions apiece. So I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be dang close. Um, but I, it, like you said, if he stays healthy uh, and gets the bowl game as well, like I think he breaks 1K. Um, but that that's one that like Vegas should do a betting line on because it's, it's going to be close. Uh, next one is Tulu, 750 all-purpose. How much did he have last year? Uh, are we including return yards? Because if he ha- if we are, then he just shattered it. Well, is that all purpose? Would that be considered all purpose yards? Technically, he had five hundred. 
132 scrimmage yards last year. I think he's going to be using the run game a lot, so I'll adjust it. We'll say 650. With returns or not with returns? No, without returns. 650 without returns. Mm, I would probably take the under on that one. Okay. Yeah, I think that'll be close to but I'll probably lean under just because I think probably by like week four or five, they're going to start realizing like this guy is the offense and doubling him a lot. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have to start pushing the ball elsewhere. But I expect him to blow up the first couple games. Uh, and then for on Tulu again, I have over under two and a half kick or return touchdowns, not just kick, but just overall return. He had two last year. So over and under two, two and a half. Yeah. So like, it's it the over under is two and a half. So okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna go three. I think he hits the over this year. Okay. Full strategy, Cotton. I'm feeling Bull strategy, good. I'm Feeling good. Uh, I'm gonna take the under because I feel like people are not gonna kick to him. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I mean, they got to kick the punts to him, or more or less, I guess. Well, not. So, I guess they could kick it out of bounds. I but. think Xavion's probably going to return punts, but like they could do two back on punt, which is not unheard of. We've done it before, uh, and if you have two guys and you know that, like, okay, both of my return men are dangerous, and if I if I only have one on the field, they're probably going to push it to the corner and get it out of bounds. Where if you have two, it's like you you can actually get a guy there to get the return and the other guy comes up to block. They may do too. Anyway, just interesting to think about. Um let's get to the schedule. Ooh, schedule. The mighty southeastern Louisiana. Three PM Starkville, Mississippi this Saturday. This team was nine and four a week ago or a year ago. Excuse me. Matt, what is the score going to be this game? I hate when you ask me all these score things. I never know what the, any of the fucking. Scores this is the are only be. one I'm going to ask about until next week. Um, I'm doing math in my head. Okay. Uh, Take your time. Thirty-five to ten. Yeah, I can see something like that too. I think I went uh in the other day I wrote down thirty eight to thirteen. Uh feel like we're gonna have a good day, but maybe not. I th- I don't know. I think that offense still needs to see competition other than its own defense before it's just gelled completely. Yeah. But that's that's the way I feel as well. So we're gonna start off one and oh on the year. Uh we got Arizona coming to town the following weekend, six thirty PM kickoff. I just I've interacted with some people on Twitter. They think Arizona's going nine and three. It's just no shot. But anyway, uh, quick, how how do you feel about this game compared to last year? And do you think Arizona actually travels well to the southeast community? As in the team traveling well? Yeah, just like having yeah. to perform in the heat. Like, I mean, Arizona's it's, it's hot, hot but, out there, but it's not humid out there. Yeah, uh, that's going to be something that. They may, that may affect them a little bit more. Um, but I feel like Arizona has, I mean, last year we had the same conversation because we were looking at Arizona the year before last 
and we were like, this is the worst team they of all trash. time. And yeah, and then they did, you know, improve last better. year. We, I mean, yeah. let's let's not say they didn't. But they I mean, five and seven, I think. Yeah, but the fact that I mean, what have they done in the off season that they think that now they're going nine and three and they're going to come to SEC night game and and win and beat us when we when we beat them pretty handily last year. I don't know. Yeah, they they claim the reasoning I've seen is oh, we got a lot better on offense last year. In the portal this year, we got a lot better on defense. Like I'm I'm hearing oh, we just got big guys. Like that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do think that they'll beat. That I think they'll be better this year. I think. What would you say? Five and seven. I think they could go. They were five and seven last year. Yeah. I think they can make a bowl game this year, but I, I also do. don't think that they're going to come to Starkville at six thirty and 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 beat us. I I just don't see that happening. Yeah, me, me either. Uh, you know they they got a good QB who's back. Um, they got some good receivers too. I just think that at the line of scrimmage this year compared to the last, on top of being at home and then probably in a night game nonetheless, uh, I feel like we're going to run it down their throat like bad. Yeah, I just you know it's they're probably not going to be prepared for that because we didn't do it last year and they haven't played uh, another SEC team like that in the last couple of years. So I don't know, dude. I actually think I think we'll beat them worse than we did a year ago. Um, but anyway, if, if long we stop uh, Delores' legs, like we're going to win that game two and zero. Woody marks four hundred yards, three touchdowns over under. <sighs> Shit, four hundred. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> take the under on the yards, but he he very could hit three tutties. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, then we got we got LSU coming to town the next week, 11 a.m. kickoff. Maybe one day we'll actually get a night game again. Um, yeah. last time that we played LSU at night at home, we won. So yeah, I was there and I was very drunk and yeah, I had LSU friends there and I it was electric. Oh boy, I almost lost some friends that game because they have given me so much shit throughout the years for being a Mississippi State fan. And every time we scored, I went up and rang my cowbell up front of them and they were very upset about it but you know oh well but as of now um this is more gonna i you know like i said about them with Ole miss like until i see changes out of lsu i I have to assume that they're going to be as good if not a little better than a year ago it is at home i think i think you know last year we were up until the fourth quarter and then austin williams most of the punt no offense to austin but like he kind of lost that game, uh, and our offense was on the field so much second half. And after that happened, we just couldn't get the lead back. But this year, I could see it being like a seven point loss. I mean, if it was a night game, I probably would actually take state. Yeah, um, I just feel like this is probably going to be like the one in twenty one where like it's a good game and we just like fizzle out in the fourth. I mean it. We've been playing them so well, even when we're losing. It's just so frustrating. I don't know, man. I just I'm gonna have to lean L right now. Yeah, and I think in my pick 'em, I just biased it and and, and said that we. <laughs> yeah, because we you, you picked nine and three. Yeah, you know I'm feeling good, baby. Feeling yeah, good. Man, I mean, I respect but, um, it. You know, you gotta go out there on a limb. Uh, um, yeah. You know, I I definitely think that if our offense pans out the way I think it will, we have a chance to win this game, but I understand all your points. Uh, and I, I can see us also losing this game, you know, it being 11 o'clock. Uh, I don't think I actually factored that in 
because when I was doing the pick 'em, I was I didn't really pay attention to time of games and yeah, such. I don't think the I don't um, think the time was listed on the yeah. Thing. So that you know that that's a tough one um, because you know you you hope that LSU comes out sleeping that early in the morning, but you know you also the the stadium isn't going to be as daunting at 11 right. a.m. either. So right. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I can see how I, I think I'm still going to stick with us winning that game, but I, I, I see your points and I could also see us losing that game, but I don't know. My gut just says, I think we can win that one this year. Okay. Yeah. I respect it. Please, please. I'm with you. I'm with you. Take yeah. it, take the, take the win. It's okay to be different. Um, then we took, go to South Carolina. I, I ranted on this when we, yeah, when we've we talked about him. this game a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to go into too much depth. I do not think South Carolina is even going to be as good as a year ago. I had them five and seven on my pick them. They'll probably go six and six. I still think they lose this game. Yeah. I, do, I don't think they're good. I think they have got massive holes that people are not, they're not talking about. Um, and I think, dude, Rattler threw more touchdowns against Tennessee and Vandy last year than he did on the rest of his schedule the entire year. Like, what what about that speaks confidence? Like th- everything in my mind says, Arnett is going and Matt Brock are going to have this guy in shambles. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I had us winning that game. Okay, bet three uh, three and one for me, uh, four and zero oh for you. Bama comes to town. Yeah, I got us. Uh, uh, I had us losing that one. Yeah, I, this I, is gonna. I think go this ahead. is. I think this is. Like, we've talked about this because this is not the first time that we've talked about our schedule this year. I mean, we went through Alabama's schedule and stuff. I think this is one of those games that's going to be – it's either going to be one of the best years to beat Alabama we've seen in a while or nobody's going to beat Alabama, I feel like, is kind of how this year is going to go. And and, um, I don't know how it goes, but just uh, history and and everything, I I just don't see us winning this game. but. Crazier things have happened, and it would be awesome to beat Bama. Dude, it's got to happen eventually. And I, it, it, I will say, if we are four zero, they come to town, and they're still shuffling the QBs around. Especially if we can grab a night game or the CBS slot. I, I will say, I'll say this right now: if we're four zero, we may get college game day for this game. Even if we're four zero at that point, I mean. We might barely be ranked. You really think college game day would be after? Do after beating LSU and South Carolina? South Carolina's yeah, not ranked. The only team that we would have beat this ranked is LSU. Okay, well, still LSU is going to be in the top five. Yeah, well, if you're four and zero and beat a top five team, you're going to be in the top twenty. Yeah, they're listed at five right now. Yeah, I mean that would be great, but I don't see college game day coming to Starkville for a four and zero Mississippi State team playing Alabama. But, the, the reason I say that is, one, they haven't been here since 2014. Two, from what I remember, the rest of the slate on September 20th is not that good. Uh, well, that's true. I didn't really think about that. Uh, I'll look it up in a minute. But we'll just, we'll just you know, for the sake of the conversation in history, we're going to say we lose this game. So yeah. uh, you got four and one. I got three and two. Western Michigan, we'll, we'll say a five and oh and four and two. Or no, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 five and one, four and two. Then at Arkansas. We've dabbled on this with Arkansas, but this is this is our week. This is the last prediction we have. What say you? I'm trying to remember what I did when I pick them. I'm pretty sure I picked us to beat Arkansas and lose to Auburn. 
Uh-huh. I want to say that's what I did. Um, yeah. Maybe. Or maybe it was we, we beat Auburn and lost to Arkansas. I can't remember, dude. You got to pick one right now. Uh, or, I mean, you can, pick, you can pick either way right now. I mean, this is this is your last one. This is for the record on the camp. Even the though I'm, on the even though the bookmarked one on Twitter is probably going to be the one I come back to, but yeah. I'm more, it's more for my sake. Cause I had a hundred bookmarks on mine. <laughs> um, hmm. All right. Just gut feeling. Right now, I feel like we beat Arkansas and possibly lose that Auburn game. That's that's what my gut feeling is. Beat Arkansas and lose to Auburn. Okay. Yeah, that I could my, I mean, that is I could my see gut it. feeling. All right. So, I have us beating Arkansas as well. Uh so you are sitting at one loss. What is that? I'm 5 and 1 Six. at this point. You're you're 5 and 1. Yeah. And I am uh 4 and 3. No, no. I said I said we beat Arkansas. I yeah. think you're you're six and one, and I'm five and two. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, you're yeah. six and one, I'm five and two. Uh, then we got to Auburn, so I wasn't including that one. So you said lose at Auburn. Yeah, I think we dropped that Auburn game. Okay. So you're saying six and two. I think we beat Auburn, so I also have a six and two at this point. Okay. Just just curious, reasoning on the Auburn loss. Dude, just a gut feeling. It's just a gut feeling, yeah. I mean, I know two years ago we went in there and Auburn was a lot better than I think they might be this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, the, you know, Bo Nix and we – but they they fell apart, dude. They were in shambles the second half of that game. Like, what did we score, 42 unanswered points, 43 unanswered yeah, points? three, I believe. Something yeah. like that. And, yeah. like, you know, that was awesome going in there. And, 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 and leading a comeback like that. So I know Will Rogers can do that. Like, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that I don't think Will Rogers can go. I mean, cause he did it in college station too. I don't, I don't think right. he can go to these other stadiums and not win. Um, but I don't know. It's just a gut feeling. I feel like Auburn is kind of gonna, they played us really good last year, even for how bad they were. Um, yeah. and, and I feel like, and we almost blew a lead. We're up like 24 to 0. Or right. To we kind of laid down almost are, like yeah. Auburn did the fir- the year before, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that kind of scared me. Um, I, I feel like overall we're going to be a better team than Auburn is this year. Um, but mm-hmm. I also think that somehow we lose that game. Just a gut feeling, I guess. Yeah, Auburn is just one of those environments, man, that like even if they're mid – like you could lose and right. they're not going to be like a high flying, like dunk it on you over the top team this year, which makes me feel better because I feel like we're more suited to stop like ground and pound teams at the moment. And that's why I got us winning against Arkansas because yeah. Arkansas and, and Arkansas, be they will. But I, I mean, at the same time, KJ Jefferson's a better thrower than Peyton Thorne or Robbie Ashford for sure. Man, that's but true. it's like at receiver, you know, they don't have trailing Burks. Like, they don't have guys that just really stand out anymore. They don't have Kendall Bryles. They got Dan Enos back, who I think is going to run the ball at Arkansas. So, I completely agree with you there. Uh, Hugh Freeze is just a wild card, man. Like, he – Yeah. Who, who I just knows? don't know what to think of Auburn this year with the coaching and everything. It's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, But I, I, I don't know. Gut feeling right now, I still think uh, – I still think we win it. 
then you know we got the uh the east crossover or the east yeah. permanent cross and it's over at home. kentucky coming to we, at we home we always win at home yeah we always win the home game and then matt, at matt matt you're not gonna like this oh no i've got us losing this a&m game no no no, no. week before kentucky you think, think we lose you think, think we, we lose, lose to kentucky i thought that was a God-given right. We just said we always win the home game. They always win the home game. It's home and home. You know, we win, they win. Blah, blah, blah. It is. It, it, it is. I, what, I don't, what, what do we do? Why are you shaking up the norm here? Why are we? Because you're Devin Leary. You're giving bad vibes, and I don't like the bad vibes. Maybe it's because I think I think we're going to go 8-4, and four, and I think. You're oh, manufacturing man. losses, Cliff. You're I, over. You're not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I did. I did manufacture this one. You're manufacturing losses. <laughs> I I just feel like they beat us last year, and Devin Leary is so much better than Will Levis. Uh, yeah. But I mean, we played. Did we not play Devin Leary last year? We played Devin Leary two years ago when NC State came, and it was like such an odd. It was like a twenty-four to ten game. Tulu took the opening that... kickoff back to the house. Yeah, well, okay, I remember that, but I for some reason I thought Levis was out that game last year, but he wasn't, wasn't he? He was just like playing like kind of hurt. Yeah, he was playing hurt, which like I don't like him, but I respect the heck hell out of him. Like he yeah. was playing, like okay. he got shot in the t- chest in the parking lot and was like still out there. Oh man, okay, just just for kicks and giggles here. I, I yeah. know this is so. It's your list. It's your list. You can be I wrong know, if you I know. want to. But th- but then you said I'm manufacturing losses, and you're so right. Like you're so right. You have a number in your head, and you're trying to find those losses. I, I on do. Our I do. I do. I do. I do. But oh shit! Now you're talking me out of it. <laughs> well, that's my job as your co-host is to talk you out of everything. I, I get. Yes, I get. I get. Uh, keep arguing with me. Tell tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> tell me. Tell me why this is a bad pick, dude. I don't know. I just. It's it's history, man. It's history. We play Kentucky good at home. They play us good at home. It's home and home. And we'll, when was the last time an away team won? It's been at least well, six years, we, right? We we won a lot before Mullen's last t- trip up there. Right. I, yeah. I knew but, but Mark. Okay, I'll say it, and I'll I'll had to repeat it to myself to make it happen. Mark Stoops has never beaten a SEC West team on the road. Really, I did not know that. Not just us and SEC West team. He has never beaten on the road. Yeah, and I, I guess I should say, Cliff, that doesn't change this year. <laughs> Kentucky, Kentucky W. I changed my pick. There you go, Matt. Don't you? Don't we feel better about everything now? <sighs> we do. We do. And then uh, we're both. But I know what you're about to say in College Station. I'm going to say the same thing because I had the same thing. Uh, dude, I think I think we dropped the game in College Station, and I hate to say that. I hate it. Yeah, I hate yeah. it. But isn't it just like a weird feeling thing, though? No, it is. It, it is. It's a very like, weird feeling thing because I. It's almost like they're due. Yeah, they are due just because I think they're due just because of the year they had last year because they mm-hmm. did play decent football sometimes last year, but then they yeah. played really really awful football sometimes last year too you know and i feel like a lot of that had to do with the head coach with his head up his ass but also some of that had to do with how young the team was last year and they're not as young this year and you know i still have some AM fans that i was talking to saying give them something about like uh like throwing 
their uh their recruiting class in my face and I was like what Dude, is half that those guys left. Yeah, I was like well, no one, one half they left and 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 two how did that work out for you last year? So like why is yeah, that like they, why yeah, is that they were actually there last why year? Why is that I mean, your reasoning for being better than us this year? But either way, I don't know, it's just a sneaky feeling. I mean, College Station is never an easy place to play in. It's one of the best atmospheres in the country. I'll say it even though I hate Texas A&M. Um and even last but, year But here, let me try and hedge you like you just hedged me on Kentucky. Okay. Kevin Barbet went to Caulfield last year with App State and won. He now has and Will Rogers went to College Station Station the year before and won. So I mean, we've got people in our program that have won in College Station. Yeah, nobody in our locker room is going to be scared. I will say that right now. And if Jimbo is cooking on this seat, and there's like rumors of him leaving or them getting so-and-so coach, bro, we're, then we're going to win that game when the time comes. But right now, I will side with you. It feels like A&M is due to get one back. I hate it, but yeah. I hate kinda, it too. That's kind of what I was feeling like. But we'll we'll see when the time comes. Yeah. I, we may have both manufactured a loss right there, but whatever. Okay, Southern Miss and Starfield next week. Uh, that would have us sitting at 6-3. and three. I think we both think we win that game. Um but that's going to be like their Super Bowl, and uh, I expect them to try. I think Frank Gore Jr. is on that team. He's really good. Yep. Um, you know, he may score a couple touchdowns. Uh, so we have us at uh, seven and three going to the Egg Bowl. Yeah. I mean, oh no, 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 no! Excuse me. We have us at. Wait, am I, is that right? No. Right, so your your losses we, are, L- or Bama, A and M, Bama, Auburn, A&M. and Auburn. Yeah. Okay. So seven and three. And right now, my losses are LSU, Bama, because I'm sitting and higher A&M. than New York, and, and A&M. So we're both sitting at 7-3. Okay. So our, our different losses were initially I was going to have Kentucky, but you said Auburn. Right. So the Rebs, Stark. Well, no, so we're sitting at 7-3 and three after the A&M game. My losses are A and M. Yeah, LSU, seven and three. Bama. After the A and M game, we're both at seven and three. The only difference is we both have A and M losing. I have Auburn. You have LSU, yeah. and yeah, correct. We both have correct. Bama. Correct. So we're sitting at okay. seven and three. Southern Miss. Yes. I'm going. Yeah. We win that game. It's going to be their Super Bowl. I agree with you on that one. But I mean, I feel like we're going to win that game in Starkville, even though it is an eleven a.m. game. We're going to win that game at Starkfield. So that puts us both at 8-3 going into the egg. And like you said, I don't even know how much time we want to sit here and spend on this game. Um, I feel like our team matches up pretty good with Ole Miss's team this year. Um, I feel like it can go either way, but it's such a crazy game, and we have such a long season ahead before we go to this. Like in my pick I had us winning this game to finish the season 9-3. and Um but, you know, uh, who the hell knows, you know? so Yeah, who knows? I mean, basically, when I think both teams are pretty even, like I do this year, I just obviously am going to lean with the home team. Um, but that hasn't really worked out very well. The last – okay, so last year, away team won. In 2021, the away team won. In 2020, the home team actually won. Uh, 2019, the home team won. 
2018, the away team won. 2017, the away team won. 2016, the away team won. 2015, the away team won. 2014, the home team won. So, like, in the last eight, two times as the home team won. Well, that doesn't bode well for us, does it? No, not not really. <laughs> but, um, hey, it only takes one year to turn things around, you know? It does, and... It's it's just because of the the chaos. Like, yeah, it's Ole Miss chaos. was probably slightly a better team last year. Okay, well, they had this whole Kiffin bullshit blow up in their face, and they lost five of the last six. So that's why we win. Two years ago, Ole Miss just happens to have the best team in their history. They won in Starkville. The year before that, COVID. You know, it's a COVID game. It's a great game. Austin Williams fumbles on the one. They return it like ninety nine yards. Uh, the year before that is the piss and the miss. The year before that is that everybody and their cousin gets a flag, and you know we unsportsmanlike just, conduct on yeah, every player yeah, on both right. teams. Matt Corral like almost got murdered. Uh, <laughs> the year and the year before that is Nick Fitzgerald breaks his ankle in the first quarter. The year before that, Ole Miss was supposed to make the Egg Bowl, and we were like four and seven and beat them fifty-five to twenty. The year before that. Dak allegedly pooped his pants, and the year before that, we were supposed to make the playoff. We were ranked number four and choked. Yeah. So it's and just then, always crazy. That's why this is one of the best rivals <laughs> in the, rivalries in the yeah. – in the, Yeah. It, yeah, and then the year before that, Bo Wallace did the, the whole fumble in the end zone thing and got teabagged by Nico Willie. Like, I, I'm, I'm literally spitting this off from just core memory. Like, that's how <laughs> crazy these, these things are. Uh, it's just it, – it, like you said, in the past decade, it's been the best rivalry hands down. Oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the kick six was great, but outside of that, I mean, there's been some good games at Auburn, but like all the ones in Tuscaloosa are blowouts. Yeah. With this one, you you literally never know. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it's played. It is always going to be a crapshoot. For sure. For sure. So, uh, we're both leaning nine and three right now. Um, I'm, I, glad I I could, I'm glad I could make you see the light here. I'm glad you could convince me, but my, my receipts are going to say eight and four because I, manufactured a loss in my head um all right can we do one more thing well what is it you haven't prepared me for one more thing i didn't and it's because i didn't prepare myself either i want you to rank one through 12 the game you you personally want to win the most and the game you care the least about i need to rank them all or just tell you the one i care or the one i don't care about the most I, w- I want to know in order. Oh, God. Um, okay, I see this. I, I saw this trend on Twitter today. I really wish you would have said something before now. Um, starting the one that I care about the most is going to be the LSU game. Because okay. if we win that LSU game, the outlook of our season is a whole lot different than if we lose it. Um, then going down the line, the one I care about winning the second most would probably be the Egg Bowl, just because, like, of course, would, would I trade a win against Alabama this season for a win against mm-hmm. Ole Miss? Yes, I would. I would love to beat Alabama this season. But that being said, the fact that the chances of us winning – beating Alabama this year is not not the best and I guess like you know if we lose to Alabama again 
well, then who cares? But if we lose to Ole Miss, then we lost to Ole Miss, you know? So yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, so I would say Ole Miss in the two spot. Then <clears throat> I really want to win that South Carolina game uh, just because I think Rattler's a joke. Um, then Alabama. No, excuse me. South Carolina, A&M, Alabama. Southern Miss, Auburn, Arkansas, Kentucky, and then all the non-conference shit that I don't care about. Um, yeah. Then yeah, Arizona. No, yeah, Arizona, Western Michigan, Southeast Louisiana. Don't really care what order that's put in. Yeah, no, and it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, Arizona is probably obviously a little more important. But yeah. As far as like media goes or like their fans go, I, I don't really give a shit. Um respectable list uh you know we're both gonna have southern really low and i think that's just kind of a just indicative of how irrelevant they are um all 12 fans will probably be there but uh anyway well see that's uh, what's nice when they play at our facilities we actually can incorporate their fans into our facilities but when we go there none of us can get tickets that's the fun part about that they are they gatekeep uh pretty hard yeah they do um Mine's gonna be. Mine's gonna look a little different. I just did this off the fly too, so I didn't cheat. Uh, I actually, I have Ole Miss at one. I'm not gonna act like it doesn't matter now. Other games matter more in in the sense of maybe they set the tone for the season. But from a recruiting standpoint, this matters more than the rest. That's and fair. Maybe, and you know, uh, and that that factored in a lot to me because I love to beat Ole Miss. So you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know. I, I, and more so just beating them, I like to ruin their season. That's true, too. Their fans uh, do not deserve happiness. No, so. and, you know, I just, like, the the whole, I, lo- I love seeing them all underplay it when they lose. Like, oh, we don't care. LSU's our real rival. I'm like, well, you lost to LSU. Yeah, but then too, when so. they beat us, when they have hats made up in the locker oh room. And, yes. And, yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And literally, your own coach said it was like winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. After the game. No, but, but we don't. We don't care though. We don't. We yeah, don't but care. we don't care. Like y'all are the ones that are obsessed. We don't care. It's like okay, okay, bud. Okay, bud. Anyway, after that, maybe it's surprising here, uh, and a lot of it has to do with just their media, with the hype, with their fans. Right? Can I they're guess? Gro- you can. Wait. Continue saying what you were going to say, but don't. Don't don't tell uh, me that. They, they, their fan base is growing on my list of most annoying fan bases, and I think uh, also growing on the list of do not know ball fan bases. Do you want to guess now? I I, I got it down to between A and M and South Carolina. It's South Carolina. Yeah. We already knew A and M didn't know ball. It's South Carolina. And <laughs> we already knew like A&M. no ball. <laughs> yeah, we did. And honestly, uh, this past off season, I've seen more common sense from the A and M fan base on the Bluebird app, actually now X, than I have in the last five years combined. I mean, I think they're finally realizing they are not what they think they are. Their coach is a just massive problem, liability. He's a sham. They know they have talent on the roster, but, like, they realize they went five and seven last year, and and it would be a good season, a really good season to go eight and four, nine and three this year, and that's, like, a realistic goal, not – I mean, I've had a couple in the last couple of days say, "Oh man, we're going to let no worse than eleven and one." Yeah, okay, because A and M has like ever done that, you know, in the last twenty five years. Anyway, yeah, dude, it's South Carolina, man. It, it it is South Carolina. I usually don't go all in on like we're gonna win a game, 
and I, maybe I need to humble myself and not say too much, but I, I do not think they're good. I think Spencer Rattler is not good. I think they were better last year than they're going to be this year. I think they lost a bunch of pieces, and they're just acting like they're Alabama just reloaded. Like, you lost two corners in the first, like, three or four rounds in the draft. Where is that getting replaced? You know, you lost four-fifths of your offensive line. Where is that getting replaced from? You have two scholarship running backs. Where's that getting replaced from? Your number one receiver is, like, hurt right now. I mean, and on top of that, they just got a brisk schedule. I would, I would love for them to start off one and four because we beat them, and then they got Georgia, Tennessee, and depending on what happens in North Carolina. They're number, number two. Number okay. three, I'm with you, LSU. Four is Bama because, obviously, it would be huge. But at the same time, like, we haven't beat them in 15 years. So, uh, you know, if we lose, it's, it's another day. Five, I'm putting UK because it's, it's the last time that we play Kentucky. And I would really like to keep that streak alive uh, going into, you know, we don't know. We, we may not play them for three, four, five more years. Yeah. Um, six is A&M because they're kind of having in the middle because I, I love owning them and everything that goes with it. But at the same time, it's like if we give them a win and it helps Jimbo keep his job, it, it, it's, it's like a it win-win dulls, situation. It dulls the pain a little bit. It dulls the pain. Yeah. 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 For, yeah, uh, for sure. Um. So, you know, it's it, there will be some there will be a silver lining if that happens. Yeah. Uh number 7 Arkansas. Um they I've always had a weird fan base. I think they don't really know kind of what really to expect going in. I see some of them saying like yeah, 7 and 5, I probably would get it and some of them are like oh yeah, we're going 10 and 2. And I just Dude, the Arkansas fans that have been talking about like owning us and how we're the bottom feeders of the SEC and football. Yeah, that's the stuff that's annoying. Dude, like, look at the. Do they have any self awareness over what has gone on in the past fifteen years with Arkansas football? Like, any at all? Like, it just up it it pisses me off when I see shit like that. Yeah, they've had like four winless seasons in conference play in the last fifteen years, and we've had none. Yeah, we haven't had one since two thousand three. It's tough. Hate to see it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, after that's Auburn. Um, Auburn's a tough place to play. They're at number eight. I would like to beat Hugh, um, but I'm not just going to be like, you know, we beat them two years in a row. I'm not going to be just like uh, super panicky or upset, even though I don't think they're going to be great. Um, but if they were to beat us, it, it wouldn't just like crush me. Nine's Arizona, already up for mentioned, and then 10 through 12 is just, you know, whatever non-con games I don't care about. Uh, so that's all I got, man uh super looking forward to the season i've been i've been absolutely craving it especially since our baseball team sucks now uh it seems like instead of the off season being june to september the beginning of september i feel like the off season has been from december or early january all the way till now and i just i just need it i just need it so uh that's all i got but uh, it's been a pleasure, and hopefully we have an Arizona guy on next week if we can manage a pod. Godspeed, Hell State. Sounds good. Go dogs, baby. See you all next week.